Welcome back to Marriage is for Adults. This is a platform where my husband and I share our life, love, and ups and downs of marriage. It's an avenue that we use to really just have conversations, to talk through some tough times and share some good times and just focus on marriage. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and I'm the husband that she's talking about. So uh, we've been married going on five years. We have one son. And yeah, just happy to share and be transparent. Uh, talk about all things relationship. I know there's a lot of people who watch and uh, DM us who are not married. Some people who are single and just really just trying to... <laughs> had a friend tell me that uh, she's just preparing herself. And so... Wanted to just hear some perspective and we're not marriage therapists. We always say that uh, we're not marriage therapists. However, we probably need three, four, five, six or seven of them. No, um, we're just two people who are just trying to have honest conversations about relationships and the ups and downs and things of that nature. So, yep. with that being said, let's get into this uh, episode. So the topic today is I wanted to talk about um, there's a lot of people who have been talking about you know why marriage and I think it's an interesting topic and an interesting thing to talk about because I think we are you know statistics show that the millennials are waiting much longer than previous generations to get married even if they're even choosing to get married part of that is because you know for a lot of different reasons whether it's finances or just the, the turn up or, you know, whatever, the freedom, the freedom um, whatever. Uh, and so you have people who will ask, is it even worth it? You know, a lot of people tune in and listen to us and they'll say, um, man, y'all go through a lot. <laughs> y'all been through a lot. Like y'all don't make marriage sound fun. It's not, you don't make marriage sound sexy. You don't make it sound it's worth. It's not. <laughs> well, no, it's not. Okay. Okay, I let you finish your thought. I didn't mean that in a negative way. Go ahead. Well, go ahead because you cut me off. So go ahead. It's not what? It's not sexy. Like it's not, that's not the foundation of it. But go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah, well, so yeah. So, I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, from someone on the outside looking in, it's like <laughs> I'm enjoying being able to go out and the freedom to do whatever I want to do and to live however I want to live and you know, whether that's dating people, not being too serious, or maybe I just enjoy being single. I don't like answering to anyone. I don't like having to think about anyone else's feelings or put them before mine um, in that type of capacity. Like, why would I give all that up to, you know, get married and, you know, I'm getting butt every week. <laughs> then all of a sudden I'm going to get married and, you know, and, and things change. So, like, Waking up next to the same person every day and smelling the same fart all the every like that doesn't seem exciting for some people. So, um, if someone was to ask you, who is uh, thinking about you know hopping into this thing, why why marriage? Why after you know almost five years? Why have you chose to still be on this path and this journey when you could have thrown in the towel plenty of times before? Me. I mean, yeah. <laughs> who, who, who else I'm talking to? I don't know, since you're asking a rhetorical question. Um, I mean, I think 
the main thing for me of like not throwing in the towels because like I made the commitment. So I'm just gonna stick with it. I mean, to be completely honest, like what? Nothing. What? Nothing, go ahead, man. What? Go ahead, just answer the no, question. No, say what you're gonna say. Just answer the question, like go ahead. Um, There are plenty of times where I was just like, I don't know why this isn't worth it. Um. It made it, I don't know how to put it. Ultimately, like I made a commitment, like I don't take marriage lightly. And so I do believe like I made this commitment to God. And so to whatever level I get to of like wanting to quit, I do still always have that in the back of my mind of like, this was a commitment that I made ultimately like to God to stick this out. So what? Nothing. What's wrong with you? Because your response, nothing. Go ahead. Go ahead, you answer. No, nothing. I have nothing else to say right now. It's annoying. Go ahead. Nope. What you said is what you said. So, All right. it's like saying, well, why marriage? Well, I mean, ultimately, I ended up making this decision. So, I guess because I make this decision, I just am going to see it through. I wasn't done, but but I mean that's what you see over here smirking and goofing. Well, and because so, to me but... it's like that response is literally exactly what I was just talking about. Because if someone was listening, it's I wasn't done. So you over here like smirking, and I couldn't even then get to what I'm actually saying. Well, just because I'm smirking, I'm just saying like how it sounds. It sounds pretty terrible. It sounds like you sound like a person who has. Rem remorse over making a decision and you feel stuck and trapped in a marriage. That's what you sound like. Okay. That's what that answer sounds like. Okay. <laughs> and so you're saying I wasn't done, but it's like, well, if you lead the response with, well, ultimately I made a, to be completely honest, I made a decision. And because I made that decision, I made it to God. So that means that I've wanted to throw in the towel plenty of time, but because I take this serious in this vow, I didn't. Okay. That's literally what you said. Okay. So what is the other part to that? Okay. <laughs> but then we might as well not even do this thing. I just like, you don't let me finish and you have like this. Anyway. I'm letting you finish. You, you, how did I not let you finish? I didn't cut you off. You were done. So I'm. I wasn't done. But I'm... then say the other part. Because without the other part to okay, me. Okay, then, then let me finish. I'm saying all of that to say that when you say why marriage, no matter what I go through, it, there's good and there's bad. So it's like, if you're talking about um, why keep going throughout, you know, when, when there is like just you're having to be with the same person all the time and, you know, answer to that person. But I feel like there's still that part of marriage that like you have that companionship, you have... Um, a person who's like pushing you to be a better version of yourself. But in that comes like the growing pains of that. And so I'm saying when, when those times do come, like I hold on to the fact that like I committed to God and I know he'll sustain me through those rough times is what I was trying to say. So I don't know. I guess I'm not answering your question. But you started everything off with, you started off with like, so if I came to you and I asked you, I'm thinking about marriage. Why should I get married? And you go, well, 
I've wanted to not be married plenty of times, but ultimately I ended up making a decision and I have to stick to that decision. I would just be like, well, cool. Then that doesn't sound really great. I just won't make that decision. <laughs> because ultimately it's like saying, because the follow-up question would be like, well, if you would do it again, would you get married? And your answer based on that would be what? I would say yes. Why? Because as I was saying, <laughs> the the reasons beside the, my foundational reason that nothing will ever end it, like, I don't want to say it like that, like nothing will ever end it, but like why I just really take that approach to it is I do have someone who is there to stand with me through all of those tough times, regardless of where they're coming from. So it's someone to have my back, to push me to be a better person, to think beyond areas that I never would have thought or explored, like that has a different perspective that even though there are so many times where it's just like, it's pushing me into a growth and I feel those growth pains, but like reflecting back on it, it's like, man, I've grown so much in this area that if I wasn't with someone in a relationship that's committed because I made that commitment to God that I'm going to stick this through, I wouldn't have seen the fruit of that, of that growth. So if you, I like, I just want to be honest, like, yeah, it's just because I'm still like, I still do have hopes. <laughs> I'm just like, why? This is just, why did I do this? But the overarching of everything is like, I don't feel like anybody told me that that level, because I, I feel like we get, we get sold this picture of marriage is sexy. Marriage is like, oh, you marry your best friend and you guys laugh all the time. And yeah, you have your tiffs, but you know, this is great. Like you're, you know, you won't want to be apart. And it's just like, that's not true. But even though that's not like always roses and things, the, the fruit I feel like that comes out of the partnership and the growth, at least that I've got from it so far, makes all of it worth it. Is that a good enough answer for you? Okay, don't, <laughs> don't do that. It's not good enough. What I'm saying is a person, if I'm listening... Because you can't, but you can't tell me how to answer a question I'm not, appropriately, I, but you are. I'm not telling you how to answer. Okay. What I'm saying is, man, your answer... <laughs> you're, if, you're, the way you're saying is your answer is wrong. You shouldn't have said it like I've that. Never, I'm not saying your answer is wrong. What I'm saying is, based on your answer, you, may, you have made this sound like you are... You've made it seem like you were in prison. Okay. That's, that's you, how you... But did you not hear any of the positive that I, I said in it? Yeah, but, but that you're was... you're choosing to skip over all of it. No, but that was 15 minutes later. It was not. You didn't start off with that. Just because I didn't If somebody asks you why that. marriage, if somebody asks you why marriage, the reason what I would respond with why marriage is because the things in, that you're going to be able to learn, the things that you're going to go through, all the tough times... You're going to learn things about yourself that you'll never be able to learn without being fully committed to someone else. I said that. I didn't? That's not the first thing you said. It doesn't matter. Why does that matter that it's not the first thing that I said? Because it's almost like in sequential order of what's in most important. I think important. your ego is speaking. What the f <laughs> What are you talking about? Because it's just like, you're like, you make it sound like you're in prison. I'm in the prison of you. Is I feel like this is what you're saying and it's just like okay so when we when we play this back okay. i want you to be able to hear yourself i hear myself and i'll we'll, we'll play it for you again okay. because the question i asked was why marriage and your answer that you gave and then you said i'm not done but you went on a soliloquy about 
how, you know, ultimately you made this commitment to God to stay in this through all the tough times. And that's not what I asked you. I didn't ask you, what is your driving force of not only just throwing in the towel, but also why marriage? Like, because the idea that you're still in this has to mean that you see some sort of benefit by being about it. And that's what I was asking about. What is that benefit? Because a person who was looking at this from just a logical perspective, someone who's just highly intellectual and just looking for a logical perspective is going to say, because we, I know people. There is no logical perspective. There has to be. To me, there isn't. But there there has to be. There has to be a logical reasoning. I don't think there's a societal logical reason to get married because in the society we live in, it's just like, do you, um, not even just do you, but like self-care in a, and not in a true self-care way, but just kind of like your feelings come first. Make sure you guard all your feelings. Like, But you just gave the logical reason. You literally just said the logical reason. That is a logical reason. What's a logical reason? The logical reason that you gave for marriage is you will not be able to experience the things and uh, the things that you will experience as being fully committed to someone in this fashion. Right, but what I'm saying is... That's a logical... So if I'm if I'm a person, if I'm an intellectual, I'm not saying don't give me a spiritual reason. Take the spiritual part out of it. I get that. What I'm saying is like, but there's still a level of like fight that you have to go through in that process. Yeah, but everything is fight. Right. But the logical person may say like, okay, yeah, there may be some areas, but I'm still going to grow. But whether or not they agree with the logic doesn't mean that it's not a logical explanation. I'm saying something that makes sense. It makes sense that you would go through pain to build biceps and to build a chest. It makes sense that that if I'm going to go through this pain, it has to be something exceptional on the other end of it. And so if the idea that this is painted as such a tough thing and such a rough thing and you be, get beat up and bruised, then what is the logical reason why somebody would even choose to go through all of that? Okay, and if you yeah. can't give somebody a logical reason for that, then I think then... How can we be ambassadors for marriage in this union if we can't tell a, a person who is looking and asking and seeking and asking questions, why this? Why get beat up and bruised? Right. Which is, I get what you're saying and how that's logical, which is, which, I, was, which is what I just said. And what is that? I just said of like the growth that you get from the areas that I feel like your spouse will challenge you um, in that you really didn't even know were... Uh, pain points in your personality I guess is how you could put it like just areas of growth that you wouldn't have even exercised because you didn't have that linking to another person that caused that area to to need to grow so the question is if you could you take out the way you view marriage as a spiritual uh, as a spiritual experience and a spiritual commitment could you take that out and still view marriage as the same way? Um, yeah, I think so. How? Explain. Uh, like, because it's still the same concept. Like, you still are in a relationship with somebody that's going to challenge you to have that growth. 
So, but can't I be challenged by somebody in a relationship without being married to them? Um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like when you commit in marriage, and that's why I was talking about like that foundational piece. So I guess the answer to your question is no. Because <laughs> I, I, don't, I wasn't understanding, yes. Because that commitment to marriage is what, which is why my answer of the first was, anyway. Um, because without that commitment, it's easy to like walk away when it is getting tough. It's just kind of like having a gym membership where if you have a low rate to pay on a day-to-day -day basis, but if you pay for that year, you're more than likely going to keep going, even though it was getting hard. It's like, well, I paid for it, so I'm going to go. Like, it's a very, like, loose kind of parallel. But <laughs> that commitment is there. Like, you've invested something in it. And I think that's what marriage does. It's like you you bought into this long-term investment. And so, um, for me, so that's the spiritual part that kind of locks... I don't want to say locks you in. I'm not sure to make it sound like a bad thing. But, like really makes you just hold on when okay i don't know how you take locks you in and say i don't want it to sound like that's a bad why thing, i just and then say locks you in <laughs> i don't know any i don't know I, okay i don't know many sentences that it. include locks you in and it's a positive thing um locks you in to everlasting life <laughs> okay <laughs> I just, I just think that like people who are married need to like married people need to have a, a meeting and they need to go to a marketing conference and we need to figure out how we're going to brand this thing called marriage because the branding people's marriage branding is terrible. I just think it's just terrible. You ask somebody who's single, what do you hear about marriage? You hear you get married, you have far less sex than you used to. You get married, you you and your spouse are going to get... Uh, no, go ahead. I'm just saying, these are... Okay, I get... So, if you, you're a marketing manager, so what... Like, marketing is your thing, so how, how would you sell marriage then? I think it was very similar to what we talked about in the, in the, in the, the marriage... Um, the marriage ministry that we go to. Like, this idea... I think there's a... A falsehood about marriage. I think the idea that marriage, the institution of marriage was created to complete um, two individuals, make them happy that, you know, the happily ever after that you were just waiting for, you know, Prince Charming. And I was waiting for my princess in order to bring me that happiness. I think it's. But that conflicts with what you're saying. No, it's not. Go ahead. That conflicts with what you're saying. If you're saying if you're asking a single person what they know about marriage and they're saying, oh, you have far less sex and you, you know, all these negative things, but that, that conflicts with what you're saying now of like, you have to wait for your printer of how it's being marketed. I'm saying it's been marketed that way, which I think is a, it's a terrible it a way to, it's yes. a, it's a terrible way to, to market it. I'm saying that we need to be, be on the same page and understanding that this idea that, uh, that marriage is the thing that brings happiness to individuals, that marriage is the thing that 
completes individuals, those type of things. I just don't think, I don't agree with that. I agree. And I think that, you know, people who are married, especially, I'm specifically talking about Christian couples because, I mean, obviously, if you're thinking about things from like a Christian perspective, your mindset and those kind of, just your perspective is a little different. It should be a little different if you're basing those things of what the Bible said that marriage is supposed to be. And, you know, one of the things that was really profound that we talked, that we heard was, this idea of marriage was for to make us holy and not necessarily happy, yeah. right? And so we are more Christ-like than ever <laughs> than right. in a marriage, right? When it talks about being selfless, when it talks about dying to self, when it talks about being able to yeah, your show grace situations are, yeah, and, and love. So I think, you know, if we're talking about marketing, I think we, are, we go out there and we are those, those people on the front line and we're saying... Listen, like marriage, marriage isn't all marriage isn't a hundred percent glitz and glamour. What? <laughs> marriage isn't a hundred percent glitz and glamour, but it is a hundred percent worth every single thing that you have to endure um, in it because what what you get from the work that you put in from marriage is um, is a sense of self and a sense of uh, understanding of who God is like that you will never be able to get in other type of relationships, mm -hmm. right? Because from a Christian perspective, you, you see this particular union as a very sacred one, a very special one, right? That God is allowing your spouse to love you in a way that no one else can match that type of love. Yeah. And... As a person who just, you know, is cohabitating with someone or a person who, you know, is just casually dating. When you're married, that person has been called to love their spouse in a way that they've never been loved before. And, you know, that they'll never be loved again, really. I mean, in that type of capacity and how powerful is that? And so that's how I would market it. I'm not marketing it with the woe is me. Oh, this is, I, I made this commitment to God. And so therefore, it's since I made it to the same, you just use synonyms for what, like you literally packaged it the same way I did. You're just like saying my words are darker. And then I came to the light. Like it's the same thing. It literally is the same thing, but whatever your way is right. So go ahead. And this idea of happiness. And I, I, I thought it was really dope because you know, it said, you know, God created this institution more so to make us more like Christ. And there's so many different elements of that within our marriage relationship. And um, when you are, when you are striving to have a closer relationship with God, it's not about happiness. It's about holiness. It's about holiness, but then you get a you get a sort of joy, right? Right. Because imagine, imagine like there's there's a lot of people who ask ask me, well, what about before you get married? What about your finances? You know, do you got to have certain amount of money, you know, together, right? Do you got to have? I want to buy a house before, but imagine two people who are who are whole and coming together, not looking for the other person to complete them, right? So their relationships vertically are so strong and they come together and the horizontal relationships are great. <laughs> Why are you looking like that? You got nothing to add? 
Yeah. Can you scoot up so you can be? I am. In the, so I don't have to turn my head like this and. Anyway. I'm just saying, like that to me. I think those are more important. I think. Yes, like, I I do think that there's a lot more that I think we don't tend to focus on when we're like preparing for marriage. That's what I feel like society says. Like you know, your finances got to be in order. You got to have a good job. You got to have this much money in the bank. I don't feel like many people are talking about like you know communication skills and. Having, I mean, I think have, having that strong connection with God to really be able to withstand the things you'll go through when you guys come together. Because when those things hit and we start focusing on each other, that's when all the turmoil happens. But when we've established and rooted and grounded ourselves in our relationship with Christ and really know where to look for for those answers look to for our happiness look to for our joy look to for our fulfillment have our expectations set in him it doesn't matter what we experience together we are we're kind of stabilized in that and if that makes sense but it those things i feel like aren't talked about much in just looking for that person that makes you happy like, I want to marry somebody who makes me happy, who makes me laugh, who makes me, you know, makes me da-da-da-da-da. And, like, you can't make me anything. You're not responsible for my happiness. You're not responsible for my joy. You're not responsible for my security. Like, those aren't your responsibilities. Those are God's responsibilities to me. But if all of my expectations for what I need, I'm looking to you for, like, I'm always going to be let down. What would you think, what would you say is an indicator, a person, so if a person asks, like, I think I may be married, ready for marriage, what to you is a sign or an indicator that a person is ready for that journey? I don't know. Um, I don't know, because I don't think you're ever fully ready for anything you've ever, you experience, because... You can't plan for everything. You don't know what the future holds. So, um, that's a tough question. I'll go while you're thinking of that. Okay. I mean, what? You're still thinking of the answer. I, you I have just that said, okay. I think, I mean, I think there's just a few things. I think number one, I think a person needs to be, if they're not there yet, um, they have to have a commitment to improving their spiritual relationship. Because I don't think that you, it's not like, I don't think you're just like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm super Christian or I'm super, you know, whatever your faith is, right? I've reached level 15 of holiness. Yeah, like, no, I think it's just, a person has to be willing, has to, has to understand that there's still work to do, mm -hmm. right? And they're willing to do that work. I think the other thing is a person needs to be committed to self-development and reflection internally. Right. Because I think that's really important. I think that's huge for marriage yeah. is looking inward to become the best version of yourself and constantly doing some reflection. And I think number three, I think a person has to be willing to move from the I into the we, mm -hmm. you know, move from me to we and um, and even more to like you, like where you're willing to put your spouse or your potential spouse needs before yours. 
Right. And it cons consistently. Yeah. And I think that is, I think there's a direct correlation between your spiritual relationship and, not, well, no, not necessarily. I think that there, no, I was going to say, I think there may be a direct correlation between your spiritual relationship and your willingness to put your spouse's needs before before yours but no there's some people who will just do and give you every give allow every, right. their spouse to do anything and everything so i don't think there's a direct correlation between there um but i do think just the ability to be able to like die to self and and put the other person first right so but when you you can feel that you are in those things and i think those are good points um but don't you think that like when you're dating like everything's in the rose colored lens right and so you can have the perspective and thinking like yeah like okay i meet all those boxes you know because your potential spouse is on their best behavior you're on your best behavior you say i'm i'm committed to you know, self-growth, self-reflection, like, look, we did premarital counseling, like we did these things and we're like committed to doing those things. And then you get married and um, you just ex start experiencing life together on like that level. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, I mean, I'm not saying all of them need to be, I'm not saying all like, if say there's six things, I think you got to have at least three of the six and be willing to. But how do you know when you have three of the six? Like I could say, I felt like I was committed to my um, spiritual walk. Like I was committed to spiritual maturity. And like, I, I felt like when I was, when we were getting married, like what? No, no, go ahead. No. Um, I felt that way. I felt like, but then we, what? No, go ahead. <laughs> because no, because you said you committed to that. But what I said was the understanding that you haven't arrived and that you you continuously go deeper. And so yeah, okay. that was the thing, right? It was like, we good, we there, but are we going deeper? How are we committing to going deeper? I think you have to, I yes, I agree. And I think that's how you know you're right in those senses because you can think like, all right, I am, but you do have to be com committed to going deeper so that when you do hit a, a bump, you are committed to digging deeper and then continue to do that self-reflection. Um, oh, shoot, I lost my train of thought. Ooh, doo -doo -doo, going deeper. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. Sure. Speaking of going deeper, uh, we have a sponsor for this particular podcast. I'm just kidding. We don't have one. <laughs> Like, what we do? We don't have a sponsor, uh, not yet. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I so if you're talking about spiritual relationship and our commitment, I think the I think the one thing, at least for me, I can speak for me, was my commitment. Oh no, sorry. Okay. Sorry, yeah. I, remember, <laughs> I was going to say. I think when you're talking about knowing that you're ready and like the being committed to going deeper, I also think having a full understanding that you're going to experience things that you haven't experienced before. Because I think sometimes we um, we put problems into just a full category of like, oh, I've, I've experienced hard times before. Um, you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah, we, we got this. I know, we, I know in marriage we'll hit rough patches, but we're committed to going deeper. 
I think it's also having the understanding of you may hit a rough patch that you just would have never imagined in life. And having that kind of, I guess, acceptance of that or understanding of like, there may be something that was gonna blow us out of the water. God forbid anything like that happens. But for me, I went into marriage thinking like, okay, yeah, well, we'll have problems. But it was just problems unlike I never experienced. It was in areas that I've never struggled in before. It was areas that um, I just never thought I'd have issues in and we did. And so I feel like it's understanding that there may be I feel like there's areas people think in the back of my mind, yeah, we may, but that probably won't happen. Just knowing it could touch any area of your life. Yeah. I don't know. Race. But I, yeah, I agree. Okay. I agree. But I think that perspective gets looped into like where you are in your spiritual walk. Because I think the idea that, like, I think a lot, I think a lot of times people separate life and their relationship. And so the same principles that you have in life they don't apply them to their relationship as if the relationship isn't in the confines of life. It doesn't apply those same rules. So what I'm saying that, so a person can think, a person can, can, a person can be very, I know a, a very like when they view life and the things that happen just in, in every day outside of their relationship and think like, well, you know, Life is unpredictable. Mm -hmm. I can deal with the ebbs and flows of life, right? But then when it comes to their relationship, it's like, well, the expectation for this relationship is to, for things to be good. <laughs> good. <laughs> things are supposed to be good. Okay. okay? <laughs> but they forget that, like, the same ebbs and flows of life, the same yeah, things that... I think that's what I'm trying to say. I think that like some we have these areas of our life that we compartmentalize and yeah. think that nothing can touch. It them. ain't off limits. That relationship is not off limits. Right. Right. You've experienced some some hardships and some craziness in other areas. Don't think that that craziness can't come that's into exactly your finances. Yeah. Can't come into your health. Yeah, nothing is off limits. Nothing yeah. is off limits, yeah. right? Yeah, and so, I mean, I just think understanding that, like, just be. I think if you come to expect it, see from like. I think, and it's not even like a negative type of thing, but right. you should expect change. Like change mm -hmm. is going to happen. And guess what? It is change. It is, doesn't discriminate. Mm -hmm. Right. And so like you should expect change. Sometimes change is going to be amazing. Sometimes change is not going to be so great. It's going to be hard. It's going to be tough, but there is no storm that did not end. Up. There's no storm that didn't end. Right. There's no storm where... That, that, what? It's just a piece of mic. Oh. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's no storm, you know, that had endless rain forever, mm -hmm. right? And so the sun will will rise, right? And so just understanding that no, there's nothing that you go through that we can't move past. Now, obviously, in every relationship, there's some non-negotiables. And we can talk, we'll talk about non-negotiables at some other time. Um, you know, there's some non-negotiables, but... You know, ultimately, like we can we can overcome these things, and you know, and to so I I think for my friends, I think and if we're going to wrap it up and summarize what we talked about, I think if I was a person who was thinking about this type of uh, commitment and want to go and and make this type of commitment and maybe is dating someone or is thinking about it, I would say 
do some self work, mm -hmm. right? I think it's, I think it's more about you as an individual, where you are yes. spiritually. I think where you are mentally. I think, you know, I think mental health is huge. Like, I think that's a part, you know, as a Christian, a lot of times we don't really talk about the mental health aspect, but I think like being able to understand that like, it doesn't matter how much work you do, you're still going to come into this union broken. Yeah. Right. So it's not like, oh man, I got to do all this work so I can become this perfect person. Right. I think it's yeah. the commitment coming to the relationship, to that union, understand that you are two broken individuals who are making a commitment to do work individually to become the best versions of themselves for the for their spouse, right. to support their spouse, to uh, allow their spouse room to grow, uh, to be there and to uh, kind of be, be that, I said support, but also that cheerleader. Mm -hmm. And support and cheerleaders is the same thing, but lending your your expertise and things like that. I think it's I think it's kind of that understanding. Yeah. I don't know. No, I agree. Um, I do. Yeah, I do think there's like ne there's never a, an arrived level of ready for marriage, um, and I feel like that's encouraging. We were listening to something, and she was talking about um, sixty seven percent of uh, problems in a marriage or like disagreements or things that aren't in common is it, it was like 60 percent of things that like we disagree about are things that will never be problem solved we just have to continue to work through them like i'm an introvert you're an extrovert like you can't change me to be an extrovert you know we just each situation that those opposing factors come into play we sit down and we communicate how we're going to deal with it so i think that was encouraging to hear when I thought about it, that you can't, I don't want to say you can't marry the wrong person, but no matter who you choose, there's always going to be a level of things that just, you're different people. And I think that's one of the things that you just really have to come into with that mindset open of like, you're different from me. I'm different from you. I can't change you to make you be that. And so when you're just focused, like, it always talks about the we, we become one, but I feel like marriage really is about focusing on yourself, bettering yourself so that your spouse benefits from the the fruit of that work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it was a saying, the plan works when you work the plan. And I think as long as you're working God's plan, his plan for your life and for your relationship and for your marriage can, can live and, and can live itself out it can, will be um brought about um and just and i think that's why you know we're willing to be transparent i think you know the things i've learned from being married um you know these almost five years like i say um i just think these are things that i i believe wholeheartedly i would have never learned or experienced um in any other type of relationship. I mean, sibling relationship, best friend relationship, you know, coworker relationship, even as a, a son, right? Um, I just, I don't think that this, this, these type of relationships, the way that God is speaking to me now in this season um, is something that, I mean, I don't think we were able to, we would have ever had. And so I think that's why we, that's why I am, I can't speak for Brie, 
I'm passionate about just kind of this union and being an ambassador for this type of union and really trying to shape in the narrative around what it looks like to be a young black, um, light skin, dark skin. Um, what? Okay, I'm sorry. Listen, don't come after me. I know it's Please black. Do. It's Black History Month, and I don't want to hear colorism. anything about colorism All or anything like that. Okay, I'm just joking. I'm kidding. All right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's why why I'm a huge advocate for it, and I do believe that there's some thing God wants to do through people, uh, through unions and marriages, and through the struggles and stuff like that. So that's why we allow this to be a testimony. And it's one of our. What is this? It's one of our. Uh, What's it? Your marriage is your first um, ministry. ministry. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And I'm coming to that revelation. I feel like I was still in that camp of like... Put your shoulders down, man. Why are you so tight? Tense. I Relax. I know. I was still in that camp of like trying to figure out why marriage is worth it. But I think there was a lot of work that I needed to, to do for myself. And getting married just dumped it all in my lap and it was just too much and it was like for me and I got in defense mode and so when I finally surrendered to it and actually started like looking at it for what it was and seeing the work that I needed to do um I feel like I was able to view it through a lens of of a beautiful thing and when she's talking about defense mode I'm talking about she's first team all defense she's but I did about... have really good defense though when I played oh side note. yeah yeah well so when she gets defensive <laughs> ain't nobody scoring flagrant <laughs> fouls everywhere <laughs> all right this has been good so love you in spite of uh, I love you in spite of the fact that uh you run the dishwasher with like four dishes and I still have to clean the kitchen. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? I've never done that. You, you ran a dishwasher the other day and I opened it up and I was like, why are there like four plates in here to like, just don't anyway, run the dishwasher. I love you <laughs> in spite of the fact that when I kiss you, you wipe it off every single time. <laughs> it's wet. <laughs> That's what she said. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for watching. Bye. Peace.